T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Pool takes the right side, drives on Cousins, stops, backs up to the corner, shoots a fadeaway. He checked three! Jordan Poole! Get out of your Speedo! Get the suntan oil! We're having a pool party! Now, back to the morning roast with Vontae and Shasky. I think we had a pool. We joined, too. I thought you were What a call by Tim Roy right here on 957. I'm sure we have it somewhere. It's probably in the old system, so I'm not man. sure if we do have it anymore. Speedo! Speedo! Oh, man. Jordan Poole back in the bay tomorrow. How ironic is it that Draymond Green is not going to be there tomorrow because he's suspended indefinitely for actions on the court. Choking Rudy Gobert. The slap on Yusuf Nurkic. Pretty ironic that he's not there for Jordan Poole night. Unbelievable. You can't make this stuff up. You really can't. And then 8957-9570. Croc time coming up in six minutes, right? You told Crocker? Time Crocker. Six minutes, love you. All right. Thumbs up there. Let's go to the lines before we get to Eric Crocker because I do want to dive back into the Niners or Ravens. It's a monster game. Monster, monster game. Uh, Nick in San Jose. You know what? Hold on, Nick. I'm going to finish with Nick because I know he's going to bring the heat. Let's go to Jack in Redwood City. He's going to hold a little bit longer, and then we get to Nick. Jack, what's happening? You're on the roast. Ponte, my guy, it's actually Zach. So, uh, oh, first Zach. of all, I wanted to give a shout-out. Zach, Zach Green? I got to give a shout-out. Yes, sir. Oh, what's up, Mr. Indiana? <laughs> yeah, I got to give a shout-out to Trace Jr., uh, a.k.a. TJD, baby. <laughs> so I got to give a shout-out to him. But I wanted to ask you, I'll be there tomorrow. I'm going to be standing, cheering on Jordan Poole because we wouldn't have gotten that fourth chip without him. But I wanted to ask you, do you think we'd be in a different position if the NBA would have just handled uh, Draymond differently when he, uh, you know, he rocked Jordan Poole? Because that's what I'm telling people in Indiana, being a Warriors fan. I'm like, look, we wouldn't be in this position, I don't think, if Draymond would have gotten, you know, uh, slapped with 10 or 15 games when he rocked him. You know, it's a great question. And you got to think that things would be a little differently, right? Maybe Draymond's humbled there. And maybe we get back to the championship last season. Maybe Jordan Poole does feel a little empowered. Maybe he does feel like the organization had his back. Yeah, just a little bit back. of support, even. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? By the way, I, I lied. We did actually have the Jordan Poole rejoin. It's JP with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to the morning roast with Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky. That Michigan education right there, baby. Yeah. 
I've been waiting for this call. First, Sabo, four ninety nine. I trade for CP3. You know why? Because of the young guys, the big improvement they're showing this year. Because of CP3, remember Dre the Tech for yelling at Wiseman. He still makes a trade, basically. Sabo still makes a trade. That's actually a really good point, though, too. It's not just the fact that moving off of Jordan Poole and what what you got there. Let's be honest. Like What we've gotten in return for Jordan Poole has been a major positive. Chris mm-hmm. Paul... Again, can't believe I'm saying this. Major positive for the Warriors. So I guess that there's one positive takeaway from you know trading away Jordan Poole. It was not in vain. Like the right. Warriors did get something positive out of it. Right. It you know small small victories, I guess. Yeah. McFly JP, can we get off this topic? This is horrible radio talk about a dude who wouldn't even be on the team anymore. Well, he's coming back to town tomorrow. So return to Jordan Poole, a former champion, and we know how last season went. That feels right. If you don't think nobody else is going to be talking about it, all your favorite shows on ESPN and Fox Sports are going to be talking about it. I mean, come on. Let's think here for a second. Nick in San Jose. Nick, good morning, man. Hey, hey, man. I got one one request, Bontan. Bring in my son tomorrow. Please wear some of those Gucci shoes that you're known for, man. I want to show my son some style. I, I, um, I don't know if I'm wearing the Gucci's tomorrow, Nick. I wore them the other day. I tried not to wear the same shoes two times in a row. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't want to do that. That's a faux pas. Hey, uh, we're going to be there tomorrow. We're going to cheer on Jordan Paul. I thought Looney and Clay's comments were so mature and, and comprehensive and balanced. There's no doubt Jordan Poole was a Herculean contributor to our fourth ring in, in eight or nine years. And he did help us when Steph was out last year. But also, um, you know, Kirk came from the Jordan punch with the Bulls. It's just sad that that got on tape and got leaked. I think that happens more than we're aware of. And, um, you know, you're right. It's ironic about Draymond. We would have been known as the best team ever with the 73 wins if Draymond didn't do what he did against LeBron in Game 5. Uh, or game four, whatever that game was uh, in 2016, even though mm-hmm. I think uh, he shouldn't have been suspended. And I, I believe he would have had Durant longer. Um, uh-huh. Now, the, the negative of Jordan Poole, um, it was so hard to watch him the second half of the second half of the season mm-hmm. last year. He just he was allergic to defense, in my yeah. opinion, Bonte. Now, I don't know why that is. Now, with that said, um, I'm happy for him, and he has been hugely damaged. Uh, when you think of Jordan Poole now, you think of the Draymond punch. I mean, he should have sued him civilly. I know you don't do that. but um, So I'm going to think highly of him. My son has his jersey signed that we have on, uh, in my rec room, and um, I'll give him his dues. I'm glad that we have Paul instead of Poole. I think it's an additive, mm-hmm. and um, I wish him the best, man. So no I look forward to some other designer shoes you wear tomorrow, Bonte. All right, sounds good. Good call, Nick. N- good call. I hope your son come by the gatehouse, man. We say hi. We'll love to meet you, Nick. Uh, that would be a lot of fun there. Can't wait to meet you. And we're talking about it because Jordan Poole was a beloved figure with the Golden State Warriors, man. That's why. It's going to be emotional for some people. Now he'll get a standing ovation, and then we'll play basketball. And we'll play basketball, and we'll get and we'll start to salivate over J.K., and Trace Jackson Davis, and hopefully Pajemski plays, and Moses Moody. Because the Warriors are rolling right now. They've won six in a row at Chase Center. Who's hotter? The Niners or the Warriors? Well, the Niners are hotter right now because the Warriors have won three in a row overall, just six at home. But Jordan Poole would be back in the building. Interesting story from Anthony Slater. We could get to it after Eric Crocker when he joins us in moments here. Eric Crocker, Lockdown Podcast, is going to join us here to talk Ravens and Niners. The top two teams in the NFL, top two defenses, top two offenses, 
two quarterbacks in the MVP discussion. You got to have two coaches in the coach of the year discussion, John Harbaugh and, of course, Kyle Shanahan. You got two great defenses here. Stars galore all across the field. Although Owen Beckham Jr. is not the same player, he still resonates with the casuals. He's still box office. Lamar's box office. Brock Purdy's box office. I can't wait for Monday night, and I'm too. I'm hearing too much. Here's Peter King on what this game means for the 49ers. I can't believe Peter King said this. The next two games, honestly, are more important for the Niners because you want to win your NFC games. If they win the last two, Washington and the Rams, you would think they would. They're 11 and one in the conference, and you know that is going to that'll trump all tiebreakers, obviously. And I think. When I look at the 49ers right now, and I know this is going to sound, you know, overly cautious, but the thing I'm most concerned with in the last three weeks, not at the expense of getting home field, definitely, but I think when you do see that uh, you're either way ahead or way behind late in any of these games, man, you got to take Debo out, you got to take McCaffrey out, you got to you got to really do everything you can to make sure that whenever your playoff season starts, you go into it relatively healthy. That's Peter King on Willard Dibs earlier this week. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. I want to win this game. I want to send a message to the rest of the league. And I want to be, by the end of the season, saying, all right, we got home field advantage locked up. You don't want to mess around here. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. Let's bring in Eric Crocker, who knows all about that. Lockdown 49ers podcast, the pride of Stockton, California. And we're going to get to some funny stuff here because Will Compton was busting it with the boys and Rashard Mendehall and Delaney Walker are making around. And I thought Will Compton did a hell of a job breaking it down. Well, well, that's a little teaser for everybody, man. I got a great kick out of it. But Croc, man, good morning, man. Happy holidays to you and yours. Yeah, good morning, man. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, man. Ravens, Niners, and, you know, some people around here are saying that, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to win this game because you have two of the next three to take care of home for the advantage. But I think nobody in that locker room down in Santa Clara is thinking like that. They want to continue this momentum. They want to continue to put their best foot forward. And after last week's defensive performance in which they missed 16 tackles and gave up damn near eight yards on the ground, a pop. You don't want to mess around against this Ravens team. I think this is a measuring stick for the 49ers, and I think the players feel like that, Crocky. Yeah, I think in the, uh, the words of the great Herm Edwards, you play to win <laughs> the game, all right? You know, all that, this game is more important than that game or whatever. You know, I think for the 49ers, it's all one game at a time, and I think there are different challenges in each game. Uh, this game, you have a dynamic quarterback on the other side that's kind of carrying the Baltimore Ravens team. Uh, they don't have Keaton Mitchell. I think that would be a big blow. Uh, for their offense kind of lacking that speed. But for the 49ers is, hey, can you be a, a bully against another team that considers themselves bullies and have, you know, terrific linebackers that run to the ball the same way you do? So mm-hmm. I think the 49ers, you know, more so than AFC, NFC type stuff, is more so finding a challenge within every game and overcoming that. Should we be concerned about Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave's injuries here because last week they gave up so many yards on the ground and you have a Baltimore team who is known for running the ball. I know they lost Keaton Mitchell, but Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, they seem to just find a way to run the ball anyway, no matter who's back there, whether it's J.K. Dobbins who seems to get hurt every single year. How concerning is the depth of the D-tackle spot here, especially with Armstead dealing with the foot and knee injuries? Well, you, you know, anytime you lose two of your better players, you know, on defense, it should be kind of a blow. 
But I don't think we expected to the tune of 284 yards on the ground or whatever they gave up. So that's kind of unacceptable, especially when just watching it, just seeing them get gashed up the middle. Uh, luckily for the 49ers, their offense, and this is kind of what I was looking for, you know, that game where defense isn't playing great. You know, you give up 29 points. You know, but, hey, when you score 45, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think that overshadowed really what was a very poor performance from that defensive line. Mm. Uh, figuring out a way or a rotation of guys that can help kind of fit in while you're missing two of your, you know, big staples in the middle there, I think that would be huge. So hopefully they come back. You know, hopefully you have Hargraves back. Hopefully you have Armstead back or at least one of the two and try to figure out which one of these younger guys is going to kind of step up to the table and and, uh, help you in that run game. Because that was bad last week. Yeah, no, it was definitely tough to watch at times. And, yeah, not a shock, obviously, when you lose your top two defensive tackles, things get a little soft in the middle. It seemed like, though, that again, when you talk about next man up, it felt like the top of that next man up list was Javon Kinlaw. Uh, there were definitely moments in that game against Arizona where uh, I think there was a moment in the second quarter where he really kind of forced Kyler Murray back into the pocket, right into the arms of Nick Bosa there, which you, know, you like seeing that from Kinlaw. He's definitely got the size to kind of disrupt there in the middle. What did you think of just how Javon looked in that last game against the Cardinals? And if he really is, you know, D-tackle number one on Monday night, how, how good do you feel about him kind of being in that role? You know, I think for Hargraves, I mean, we've seen this throughout his career. You know, a guy who, you know, was drafted as high as he was, the, the physical element to his game is why he was drafted. We know he's this big, strong guy. But the reason why right now the 49ers didn't pick up his fifth-year option, you know, he's just not consistent. So mm-hmm. there will be plays where you just see him bully a guy, put him in the lap of a quarterback, but then you also see the things that you need him to be consistent at, right. which, you know, maybe, you know, having a stronger anchor not getting moved out of there. Yeah. You know, those are things that he allows, you know, to happen. Maybe not being as strong against double teams. Uh, I think those are all things that he can definitely improve on. But throughout his tenure so far, he's shown that, you know what, nah, this is who I am. And I'm not going to be consistent at doing those little things. And uh, I think we saw the results of that last week. Yeah, no doubt. Eric Crocker here on the Morning Rust. By the way, that's my producer, Sam Lubman. And he's stepping up, man, helping me out for four hours as everybody is sick or out out here, man. Sam Lubman, the pride of the University of Miami, the whitest white boy you know, Crocky, <laughs> down representing the Miami way. Hurricanes. Hey, Crocky and I, we talk a lot on the phone. You know, again, he's the first guy he talks. I'm the first guy he talks to every time he comes on this show. Hey, so. man, love is turned out by Miami, man. You have no idea, Crocky. Uh, top five recruiting <laughs> class. He's turned out. Uh, the secondary for the 49ers was a topic of conversation early in the season. The move to to move Diameter Lenore to the nickelback spot has paid dividends. Less Isaiah Oliver, more Diameter Lenore. Ambry Thomas has stepped up. And then Charverius Ward has been locking dude down. I, I've been hearing Charverius Ward may make some all-pro teams. I can't believe how well he's playing. What about you, your assessment of the secondary since the bye week? Oh, man, first of all, let's start with Diamondo Lenore, all right? This is a guy that faced heavy scrutiny entering this year. I think we saw, all saw him finish his season strong, uh, especially in the postseason, having multiple interceptions, had a pick in the first game against Seahawks, had an interception against uh, the Dallas Cowboys in that postseason game. And then to get into this year and say, all right, you're going to play outside cornerback because Isaiah Oliver, he's going to play in the nickel, and he's going to do well there. Well, Right away, it was very clear. Oliver might not be the guy in the nickel. So now, right, you got to play in the nickel, and you got to play outside. You're going to play outside in base situations, and in nickel situations, slide inside. And I think he's been terrific doing that. He's one of the stickier uh, man coverage guys in the league. Uh, he's playing in a position where you're faced with lots of space 
and two-way goals from guys, and all he does is compete. And then when you say, you know what, hey, you got to play outside, and you're going to have to play against one of the more physically imposing receivers in the league who's a blazer, he's fast, and you're only 5'10", but keep up with this 6'4", 230-pound receiver. He did a terrific job of not letting uh, DJ Metcalf bully him, staying in his hip pocket, uh, being really aggressive at the top of the route, looking through the receiver on potential back shoulder throws, which tells me he's very confident in his speed. I mean, I've been very impressed with how he's played for the most part throughout this year. So that's him. And then obviously Traveris Ward, where he talked about how, hey, man, I lead the league in pass breakups. But if I can catch some of these picks, then, hey, they might be talking about all pro. And next thing you know, he gets two interceptions, and now people are talking about all pro. But he hasn't played at a very high level. Mm -hmm. A lot of people talk about DBs that can't catch. I think it's a myth. Uh, for defensive backs, a lot of times the ball kind of jumps up on you mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you're a pen-fisher receiver, and by the time you look, the, the ball is uh, arriving. Well, in his pick six, he's coming downhill, working downhill, catches the pick, and then he takes it to the crib. So uh, good job by him capitalizing on a couple of uh, throws and making plays. But it, it's been fun to see how those guys have gotten better throughout the year and how the narrative around the 49ers cornerback position has kind of changed. So, Eric, I want to move over to the uh, the other side of the ball here. Eric Crocker, Locked On 49ers podcast, joining us here in the Morning Roast, uh, at Crocky209 on Twitter. Um, looking at the offense, maybe we can all agree this offense is really, really good. 30.4 points per game, third most in the league. They're chewing defenses up. And when it comes to, obviously, it, it, when it comes to the reason why this offense is so good, you know, there's there's the, the the belief that it's Brock Purdy. He's the driver of this team. But then there's those who kind of want to take away that credit and say he's just a system quarterback. Well, if, if that is the case, Kyle Shanahan is the one who created this system. Kyle Shanahan is the architect behind this incredible offensive performance here. And so if you're looking at it through that sense, I feel like you've got to start giving more credit to Kyle Shanahan in terms of just the, the success the 49ers have had this year. But at the same time, you're not really seeing him kind of popping up in any of the Coach of the Year debates that are going on right now. It's T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. A lot of you know Kevin, uh, Kevin Stefanski or or Dan Campbell. Uh, why do you think that Kyle Shanahan isn't getting the Coach of the Year love that he, I believe, deserves? I think it's because it's expected. It's kind of like that kid 
that just always does everything he's supposed to do. And the parents kind of like, they just expect it, so they don't like praise him for it. Okay. But then you have the one kid who's the knucklehead, and he's always the problem. The moment he does one thing good, they praise him for that. So <laughs> I think everybody just expects Tom Shanahan to do his thing, have a really good football team. He has a really good, a lot of uh, players, and the expectations for the 49ers are Super Bowl. So he might not get his real praise and what he uh, deserves until they host that Lombardi. MVP. You go on Brock, you go on CMC, Crocky. Oh, that is a great one. Uh, I'm going to go Brock. And, and I love what Christian McCaffrey's yeah. doing. I saw what Tom Brady said. He said, hey, if it was him, he'd give it to CMC. I think it was George Kittle. He right. also said that he'd give it to CMC. But I'm going to go Brock because I think, you know, at the level in which he's executing, yeah, he's not only not losing games for the 49ers, he is a big part of contributing to the wins because of the efficiency. And he's making it look so easy. I think he's making it look so easy that people are kind of discrediting him and saying it's only Kyle. Not, and Kyle has his partners as well and the players. But the level at which he's being efficient, man, I mean, I haven't seen this before. Right. So, uh, well, in a long time. I mean, there's been, you know, Tom Brady, there's been Peyton right. Manning, Drew Brees. But – as far as right now, it's hard to find another quarterback that's playing as great in their system as he is in his and at the level he's doing it. So, shout out to Bob Purdy. I think he should be MVP. Yeah, no, he's averaging 10 yards at a tip, basically, a first down at a tip. And I think this is the best offense. I think this offense is better than the 94-Niners uh, right now. I think they got more playmakers in the 94-Niners, which is insane, but that's a conversation for if the 49ers win that Super Bowl in February. Now, I do want to get to this because you're the perfect guy. I've been following you on Twitter, getting laughs out of this. I'm a little weary of retweeting it or talking about it because you never know who's watching how people take it. But you could get away with that, Crocky. But I could get away with talking about it on these airways. So, Rashard Middenhall, former running back out of Illinois and, of course, Pittsburgh Steelers. He tweeted out earlier this week, I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. Now, Will Compton would busted it with the boys. I didn't realize how hilarious he was. He took this and said, okay, let's do the all-white and all-black bowl, but I feel good about my all-white team. And he got me thinking, man, this all-white team is pretty damn good. It got Bosa's. You got J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt. You got the quarterbacks. He said, we got all the tight ends. And then Delaney Walker came with his team. And then Will, Will Compton's like, yo, Chris McCaffrey's playing both sides of the ball. He's playing safety. We're dropping eight. We're rushing the passer. It was hilarious, but I think Rashard Mendenhall is out of pocket with this because football is a one sport where I know there's not a, light, a lot of white cornerbacks, but offensive linemen, quarterbacks. Um, um, you got some white receivers, Cooper Cup, uh, uh, my guy Adam Thielen for many, many years, Puka Nakua. Uh, you can consider put him in that class, the tight ends, uh, defensive linemen. Hey, it's kind of out of pocket for Rashard Mendenhall to say something like that. It sounds like he's going through something deeper. You know, it's kind of wild because I, I remember growing up, the all-white schools and the all-white teams, they always beat the all-black kids. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I remember our coaches always say, uh, hey, man, we play this team. You know, if it's an all-white kid, right? It's like, they're going to be a little disciplined. They're going to do everything right. <laughs> but then when you play the all-black schools, like, hey, they're going to have really good athletes, but they're a little undisciplined. Right. Uh, uh, but as far as Will Compton, man, I thought he did an amazing job yep. of kind of like bringing laughter and light to a situation where people are like, man, this dude Mendenhall, he's kind of tripping right now. Right. Uh, he did a great job of, I felt like what Will did, it should have been some kind of like stand-up uh, comedy type special or a bit or something like <laughs> that. 
because he had the perfect amount of kind of like racial uh, stereotypes in it. <laughs> like when he said, hey, uh, you know, you only get two weeks to prepare. I think that favors us. You know, like just like little things like that I thought was comedy. So Will, I've been following him. We've been following each other for years now. He's always been this funny guy. Right. Anybody that you've been around that's been in the locker room with him, they say he's always been that type of guy as well. So great stuff by him. Anybody that takes it too serious, right. come on, man. But I thought it was really funny, man. I, I laughed the entire time. No, what he said, man, if you say the word and you're a half C, or you go on this side, if you don't say the word, then maybe go on this side. It was comedy. My, my, but- my, my kids are half white. So, right. you know, I, I – I, uh, went straight to them. We're like, do my kids say the word? Did it say? I know I do. But um, they don't. So I think my, my son, he would have been good on the other side. <laughs> hey, you, you're so right, though, because I remember playing Pop Warner football, and we played all the Moran teams. Sebastopol, Rancho Catati up in Rohnert Park, you know, and the Moran teams, Novato. And we're like, man, them boys are big. Them big country boys, man. They're going to wear us out. And you're, li- you're not lying, man. Them all white teams gave us the, that work. So football's in one sport, man. I don't think it doesn't matter. If you're a baller, you're a baller. It doesn't matter what color you are. Yeah, and also he he referenced one thing. He said, you know, they just start hiring black coaches. So the, you know, the white coach side, they got the edge. And he wasn't lying. I was kind of doing coach for coach. I'm like, man, black guys, we might be a little in trouble. We got to win off all. You got Mike Tomlin probably coaching that team. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about Mike Tomlin. Well, yeah, Tomlin's your head shit, coach. Man. Got Eric Bieniemy yeah. as your as your offensive coordinator. Yeah. There's a staff that can uh, develop hey, there. Hey, hey, hey Crocky, man, this will be a hell of a battle. This will be a hell of a battle, man. They got the tight ends too. Like we'll come to say, we got all the tight ends. <laughs> I kind of want to see this matchup now. Oh, it was great. It was oh, great get stuff. Into it, though. Eric, man, uh, continue success, man. You're doing a great job, man, covering football. Lockdown podcast, of course, Lockdown 49ers. Ravens Niners going to be a very fun Christmas night special. I hope to see you soon, man. Thanks for all the work you do for us. Always coming out here on the Morning Roast. Our roasters appreciate you. Our audience appreciate you, man. Happy holidays and you and yours, brother. All right, thanks, guys. You guys have a great one. You too. Eric Crocker here on the Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. Man, we got I've got two more shows. This is the last 10 minutes of this show, and then we got another show tomorrow. And then that's it for us on the Morning Roast for the year. And we'll do the Doobie Awards the first week of January. Maybe we'll do it. We've got to do the Doobie Awards. We've got to figure out when to do it because the Niners, will have it. they'll be having that playoff push. We've got to figure out a day to do the Doobie Awards when we get back in the first week of January. We'll have all that stuff set up. A lot of people are going to get snubbed. A lot of you are going to get snubbed. But we were talking about Jordan Poole. We're talking about Niners or Ravens. And, um, you know, there's a lot going on in the Bay Area when you think about that. Jordan Poole coming back. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson, the company, coming back with the 49ers. You heard Crocker there uh, with the defensive tackles and the defense giving up that many yards on the ground, nearly eight yards per carry. And then you missed the 16 tackles. They've got to clean that up on Monday Night Football against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because these boys, they don't go down with arm tackles. You have to really hit these dudes. <laughs> they are physical. And they punked the Jaguars. They really did. Oh man, I see. I see. We got some. Oh, we got my girl on the line, uh, Loveman. We got my girl on the line. Let's bring her in, Tony in Oakland. <laughs> Tony. Hello. I I miss being able to speak to Sam. How are you? Happy uh, holidays. Happy holidays. Well, Sam's here. Loveman's here. You want to speak to Sam Loveman? <laughs> well, we'll just get to that. But today is the solstice. We haven't spoken of that. And what's great about the solstice is the most intimate time of the year oh. because it's the sun and the 
and the earth are very close together, and the earth tilts in a certain way. So there's a high, there's a big time frequency going through everyone. Some of us feel it, and some of us don't. Huh. But you know what? It's akin to the the perfect purdy pocket potential, right? Hey, hey you know hey. what, Tony? You're going to be a candidate for some Doobie Award. I just don't know what Doobie Award that is. You may have your own category. <laughs> the Crystal Blue. The Crystal Blue Power. Oh, wow. You're talking like You're talking uh, uh, Breaking Bad Crystal Blue? Yeah, Crystal Blue. But, you're but talking wait. Walter White Crystal Blue? Tony, I don't know if we no, can go there. We're talking, we're talking the Divine Crystal Blue. Oh. But the thing, I was listening on two days ago, and everyone still doesn't get pretty. How does he do it? I was talking to Sam. Sam goes, well, you know he's got to practice. And then I said, and you get into the battle. It's like Denzel Washington, right, on Crimson Tide. And he knows what to do when that submarine is attacking, right? Okay, so this is what happens in the perfect uh, purdy pocket, okay? This is a line from Taking Command. Their line had me, but in his name, I got away and made the tackle. What that means is, you know, usually the pocket is behind the line, right? But wherever Purdy moves, he's in the pocket because the dude gets in like the solstice every day with the divine. He gets in and he carries it with him. He feels it within himself and he operates from there, right? Yep. And that is the perfect balance that you need as an athlete. When you're in that line of fire, you've got the line within you. It's like the way in Greek mythology oh, they'd wow. ask Athena or Jupiter hey, to protect Hey, Tony, them. Tony, real quick. My, my boss is in the studio right now, and he's jaw-dropped. I, I mean, he's jaw-dropped at you right now, Tony. Matt Nehegan, our great program director, he's jaw-dropped at this, this I mean, absolute game you're spitting right now on the morning roast. Well, you guys are in the perfect spot because the church is the sports arena where everyone oh. feels something. I do feel it, Tony. You know, I feel you, Tony. I feel you so much that I got to let you go because I can't keep this feeling all day long, Tony. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, hey, Tony, you real quick. Hold on. Hold on, Tony. Oh, my boss wants to talk to you, Tony. All Tony, right. Do you want to do 10 to 2 today, uh, phone in for Steiny and, uh, and Evan? All right. I'll be there. What's the address? Uh, let's not go that far. <laughs> You're not ready yet, right? Oh, he's not ready. I don't we think our audience phone, is ready. You know? I don't think our audience is ready for ten to two, Tony. We <laughs> we may be out of some jobs. We're trying to keep some jobs. All well, right. You know, I can chameleonize to whatever I got to speak to, right? So yes. just like you, Bonte, look at you on TV. You have that presence, and then you get on the radio, and you're the cool dude. Hey, hey, that's what I do, Tony. That's what I do, Tony. You recognize it. Game recognized game. Happy holidays to you, Tony. Hopefully you have a merry, merry Christmas. She started talking about the Crystal Blue stuff, and I went straight to Breaking Bad. I was like, where are we going here? Boy. I never watched Breaking Bad, so I don't... No? That, 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 no, no, never got around to it. it, was, it, was, it was more fun just telling people I haven't seen it and seeing their reactions. You, you know, know, Spadoni and Shasky are not here, and they would hate to hear this, but it's probably better than Sopranos from start to finish. Mm-hmm. The, one, the one thing about the Sopranos, Sopranos was great. But the last two seasons really lacked. There was no drop-off with Snowfall. There was no drop-off with Breaking Bad. And there certainly wasn't any drop-off with The Wire. There was a little bit of a drop-off with The Sopranos. It happens. I'm just saying. They're hard to land. I'm just saying. It happens. So... Doobie what? Award. What, what award should Tony win? I mean, there, there's a lot of candidates here. I mean, she's had a lot of good calls. She can have a call of the year, roaster of the year. Maybe we have like a nude roaster of the year award. 
So we have like our our roasters from the last few years. But then we have our roasters that popped up this year, like the Tony, like Nick in San Jose. Yeah, you know Nick. our new Cal, you know Can Oper Cal. He wow. came around this year. Clark the Shark. Clark the Shark. He was another new roaster this year. So maybe maybe we have a roaster of the year, and then we have like oh, our, the rookie our, roaster, the rookie year. roaster of the year. Wow! Look at us. Wow! Look at us planning stuff on wow. it. Wow! I like that idea actually. Wow! Wow, we got a lot. To, yeah, there's gonna be some snubs here. Oh yeah, it's gonna be tough. I I already can't wait for the DMs I'm gonna get from snub roasters asking, "Whoa, why didn't I get this? How come I didn't get nominated?" YouTube Chatter of the Year. Oh wow, there's. I don't know if that's a award you want to win. Whoa. Well, obviously, if there's if, YouTube Spammer of the Year should that's be the Tyler name of the category. Miller. That's Tyler Miller. Yeah, he would that, be very happy. The Tyler Miller YouTube Spammer of the Year Award. <laughs> that 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 will have him sponsor that one. Uncle Gene's got to be somewhere because of all the duets he's done. Him and Carrie Over the Cow always come with duets. Mm-hmm. Got a guy on the line right now uh, who uh, he actually hit me up yesterday to remind me that he did a freestyle at the beginning of the year going to Adam in San Francisco. I don't remember his freestyle. Oh, it was like right at the beginning of the year. Adam, do you yeah. remember your freestyle? Let's <laughs> Vontae, how do you not remember that? It was the day after the Raiders game before Baldy came on, and I just dropped a dropped a bunch of bars. Like you guys didn't know that I have bars like that. That's I, right. I, 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 I watched it's, that it's, video on my phone. Like <laughs> it's coming back to me, Adam. It is coming back to me. You, you, your stock is rolls on this show. There's no doubt. I appreciate you guys. I uh, no. What I wanted to call in just two quickly. Two points. Just the first one about Jordan Poole. Like. During that year where we won the finals and the finals run, I was looking everywhere for a Jordan Poole jersey, the the alternate black unis with the Thunderbolts down the side. I wanted one so badly, and then he got shipped off because of you know the issues that came up. So I really hope that he gets the warmest of warm ovations tomorrow. He absolutely deserves it. He, I mean, I, I loved watching that guy play basketball and doing his best Steph Curry impersonation. You guys brought me into the studio over the summer right after we traded him and you asked me about Jordan Poole and it's like uh he he just deserves all all the all the love in the world when he comes back home to chase tomorrow but uh uh last point I wanted to make because I was listening to you guys earlier about how like oh like the Niners can maybe slip this game up forget that we need a like we need to win two more games and we get the number one seed locked up like this is a huge game it's Christmas day Brock's got to kind of atone for a Monday night football loss against the Vikings like we. And the thing is, what's funny is all these, these uh, the, the big national media is talking about, it. oh, it doesn't really mean that much. Uh, well, the Ni- thank God the Niners players don't think that way. They're right. thinking, we want to get this dub. We want to yep. keep it rolling. Uh, I can't wait for this game. But uh, I just wanted to give my take about Jordan Poole. And then also, yeah, just try to uh, love him. If you could show him that old, uh, that old freestyle from the beginning of the year, I'll know he'll remember it. I'll definitely dig it out. Thanks for calling in, Adam. Good stuff, Adam. Good stuff. Happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, there's a lot of kind of BPA with the. Uh, remember, he was Tiago. That's right. He did try to change his voice because he times. he quit the show. I threw him in Alcatraz, and he said, "I'm done calling your show. I quit you guys." And then he called it with some vague. The first time he wasn't Tiago, who's was somebody else, and we're thinking that, like it's a hard it, voice to hide. Yeah, it's like wait, was that BPA? And then he was Tiago, and it's like he can't quit the roast. Nope. No one can it's addictive. Bonte, before we hit Fast oh, yeah. Five. Yes, I know, I know where you're going here. I would be remiss, Bonte, if you and I did eight hours of radio together and didn't bring up the Giants. And what I'm going to bring up here, it's about Jung-Hoo Lee. <laughs> I found on Twitter last night, he has a cheer song that they played for him over in Korea. You got to hear this.
that doesn't get you fired up for Jung Hoo Lee, what I, I don't know. You're, there's something wrong with you. My San Francisco Giants are down so bad. That's the only thing to look forward to. That doesn't put a smile on your face one it more does. time. It does. <laughs> We are down bad with the Giants right now. Oh, that's a good thing, Fonte. It's a great thing. That's it. He better bat 300 when you get a song like that. Apparently, they're going to make him the leadoff hitter. So. Oh, well, they better. I saw a projected lineup where they had him at in the seven hole. I was like, wait, I hope he didn't spend $100 million on a dude in seven hole. Well, that's a projection. The, the, the plan is they're going to lead him off. He's going to play every day. I talked to Farhan about this last week. He said we expect to play him every day against righties and lefties. Oh, you know no Tommy platooning? Will, no platooning with Jung-Hoo right. Lee. So. Um, it also doesn't need a platoon. By the way, we're th- talking about Doobie Awards. That may be the Doobie Award little song. That's a great song. Um, Dwayne Fontana. What up, Dwayne? What up, Dwayne? Marcus from Richmond deserves the MVP award. Ooh, Roaster of the Year. I don't know if he gets Roaster of the Year for one call. It was a really good. It wasn't just one call, Bonte. I mean, that one call gave us an entire day of content. I mean, it had me thinking about things, if you know what I mean. Now, I don't want to get graphic here, but... Let's just say your boy was watching the clock at times. <laughs> and let's just say your boy had to stop watch on because of Marcus and Richmond. Do we have that call? Do we? Do we? Can you? Can you play it? I could go back and find. I don't have it right now. Oh, well, me, maybe but... we'll do it tomorrow because we're gonna have FP Senior in, right? Yep. Do you and FP tomorrow? FP to Senior. Tomorrow. FP, keep the bats and baseballs at home. We'll we're talk. talking baseball and. Or basketball or football. I'm curious kid. what he thinks of the, the, the Jung-Hoo Lee song. So oh, my gosh. We'll figure out tomorrow, but first got to get to Fast Five. It's time for the Xfinity Fast Five. <laughs> your last chance to get in on the morning roast. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet. Only from Xfinity. Marcus and Richmond talk about two-minute offenses. Going right down the field. How to use your timeouts. Marcus and Richmond, Legendary. Happy holidays to that man. Clock, 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 clock. <laughs> uh, my final thought is, Jordan Poole, get that man a standing ovation, man. Show him some love. Last year was a rough year for him. Last year was a rough year for Dub Nation. Show Jordan Poole some love tomorrow night at Chase Center. What you got, Lovin? No, I agree with you. Jordan, Jordan Poole, he's a champion. He deserves a champion's reunion, the champion's welcome when he comes to town. Uh, tomorrow night when uh, he faced the Warriors at Chase Center. Uh, my other final thought is this game matters Monday night, Bonte. It matters. It matters about pride. It matters about securing that one seed. It matters because you're on prime time. And it matters because it does matter. It's a football game. They all matter. And by the way, before you get your fi- uh, give your final thoughts, Matt, somebody clipped a video of Sam Lumman dancing. Oh, I would hope so. To that Jung-Hoo Lee video. I mean, the guy's never been more excited in his life. Matt, what's your final thoughts? My brain is fried from the phone call from Tony and then watching Sam Lubman dance and spending four hours with him. Literally, I'm cooked. I'm cooked, too. I'm cooked, too. I went to bed at 7.30 last night. I slept through the King's beatdown at the hands of the Boston Celtics. By the way, did you guys see Draper? 
Oh, we should have played that today. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Kyle Draper had a meltdown on King's <laughs> pre and post game. Oh, well, he wasn't laughing. He didn't want to do the show. He was so butthurt about the Celtics dropping 144 on them. All right, that was Fast Five brought to you by Xfinity, the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Great day, Roasters. A lot of fun today. We'll be back at it tomorrow to end the year. But up next is Steiny and Evan Giddings. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.